On this Monday of the second week of Advent, let's pray with a reading from the Holy Gospel according to St. Luke, in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. One day, as Jesus was teaching, Pharisees and the teachers of the law, who had come from every village of Galilee, and Judea, and Jerusalem, were sitting there, and the power of the Lord was with him for healing. And some men brought on a stretcher a man who was paralyzed. They were trying to bring him in and set him in his presence. But not finding a way to bring him in because of the crowd, they went up on the roof and lowered him on the stretcher through the tiles into the middle in front of Jesus. When Jesus saw their faith, he said, As for you, your sins are forgiven. Then the scribes and Pharisees began to ask themselves, Who is this who speaks blasphemies? Who but God alone can forgive sins? Jesus knew their thoughts and said to them in reply, What are you thinking in your hearts? Which is easier to say, Your sins are forgiven, or to say, Rise and walk? But that you may know that the Son of Man has authority on earth to forgive sins, he said to the one who was paralyzed, I say to you, rise, pick up your stretcher, and go home. He stood up immediately before them, picked up what he had been lying on, and went home, glorifying God. Then astonishment seized them all, and they glorified God, and struck with awe, they said, We have seen incredible things today. The Gospel of the Lord. How hard it sometimes is to start on Mondays. It's even harder at the end of the year when everything seems to turn into an uphill struggle. But it doesn't matter. There is no need to complain. Christmas is coming. It's the second week of the Advent season. It's time to drag ourselves out of the liturgy. It's time to be willing to convert, to change a little to let ourselves be transformed by the baby God who must be born in our hearts every day. It's a time of hope. We might be very tired, yet it's a time of hope. And it's not any kind of hope, it's Christian hope. It's good hope. It's not deceitful or based on worldly promises, which may be attractive but hollow. Christian hope is based on a concrete fact on a real person that is Jesus. The hope that he promises is something all too real, its eternal life. Are we walking this path? What are we waiting for? What are you waiting for? Are we waiting for the holidays? Do we think it's time to call it a day? What are we waiting for? It is not altogether wrong to be willing to wrap up the year. It's healthy in a way. But at the same time, our faint hope must enable us to find the greatest hope, the one that can't be taken away from us, the one that makes us hope against all hope. Tell me what you are waiting for, and I'll tell you what your heart longs for. This week 
it would be wonderful to use a thermometer for faith and hope, not only to check how hot or cold it's getting, but also to record what's going on and what we are really waiting for. Jesus has the power to make everything new. He can rescue us from our emotional paralysis. He can rescue us from our own heart, which is sometimes cold, hard, heavy, pessimistic, incredulous, devious, selfish, hopeless. That's what Jesus came for. He came to help us change, to renew us. He gave us a heart of flesh, a heart that is able to love, but also suffers because it loves. And we have to love on a daily basis. We mustn't wait until tomorrow or some other day. Love today, this Monday. Let's not stop loving today. Let's not leave it for tomorrow. The truth is, we don't know what will happen tomorrow. Today, glimpses of the Gospel shows us that Jesus has the power and the chance to cure, heal and save. He worked this wonderful miracle in order to show us that salvation works out for man's wounded heart, for a heart which is stained with the original sin for each one of us. To begin with, Jesus heals the spiritual illness that affects the paralyzed man. He forgives him his sins so that he may live in peace, so that he may feel relieved. As Jesus knew the scribes and Pharisees' close-minded thoughts, as he knew they saw what they wanted to see, he finally tells the paralyzed man to walk home in peace. What else could that man desire? He had a peaceful soul and a body moving. That's what all of us desire. It's also wonderful to see how Jesus is moved by the stretcher-bearers' faith. Their faith was so great that they even dug the roof for the sole purpose of placing the sick man before Jesus. That's the faith of those who are determined to overcome all obstacles in their way to God. Once again, God's word unveils the faith of those who seek not only their own interests, but also the interests of the ones who suffer. There is always someone who is suffering more than we are. There is always someone who needs more than we do. There is always someone who, even in pain, is capable of taking care of others. If we are ready to seek other interests than our own, we are ready to become stretcher-bearers for others. How wonderful! We can become stretcher-bearers just as somebody once did for us. We can bring people to Jesus to be healed and forgiven. What a sense of occasion! How wonderful it is not to be just waiting for Jesus to pass by, but to be ready to carry the wounded and do something for them. Christians don't ever walk past when we see somebody in need in the streets, in our family, or at work. Jesus came to this world for a reason. He came here to forgive and heal, but he needs stretcher bearers to bring people to his feet. There are people who lack the strength to come close to him. We can all be stretcher bearers. Let's make the effort and we'll be amazed 
at God's work in everybody else's hearts. May we have a good day and may the blessing of our merciful God, the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit descend upon our hearts and remain with us forever.